Welcome back to the Windy City Wire podcast. My name's Sam Tanaglia, and I'm glad to have you all back listening to the podcast. As always, tonight, I have my good friend James Marisi on the pod with, with me. My co-host, my right-hand man, James, how you doing? What's going on, Sam? It's a pleasure to be with you. Um, you know, just I'm out in Arizona still and enjoying the nice weather, but... um. Yeah, I'm even. I'm enjoying some Blackhawks wins and uh, and Bulls. Both teams playing uh, very well. So we'll get into that. But uh, how you doing? Doing well. I uh, went to the dentist today. I uh, had a job in or an internship interview today. Um, yeah, it was a whirlwind, and I just had a class for two and a half hours. So I'm I'm drinking a good old high noon here. Um, just hanging out uh, hey. on the podcast. Sweet. Yeah, it's uh, it's all good. All good in Chicago. It's forty degrees this week, so beautiful. Um, but let's just jump right into it. We're gonna try and make this episode a quick one for the listeners. Um, we got a little Bears talk, just a little bit. We promise. Uh, we got Bears talk. We got Cubs talk. White Sox talk. Bulls talk, and then Blackhawks talk. So we're gonna hit all the bases here tonight. So first, let's talk about the good old Chicago Bears. So major news out, I think it was last week, that Carson Wentz was traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional second-round pick that could turn into a a first-round pick. So I guess that's either good or bad. I'd say it's good for the Bears to not get Wentz. Um, But what are you thinking on that? Um, at first glance, I, I know, I know the Eagles were asking for, uh, way more than what they, what they ended up getting the second round and third round pick. Um, because the word out of Chicago was the bears were quote unquote interested, but the price was way too high. So they must've been offering first round and then maybe, maybe they wanted a player. Maybe they wanted another first, um, for Carson Wentz. But yeah, you know, I think it's a a smart move for the bears kind of just to lay off and and then you know and a couple like a couple days later an alert came out that said um the bears didn't even offer or make an offer to Wentz. so you don't really know what's true in this nfl free agency we have but um i don't think they were that serious on him and i'm kind of glad so you know they're doing their they're doing their work and they're going to get someone they're trying to get someone who can save their jobs so they're not going to bring in a guy who had a season like him and who's you know I guess I guess they have the the old Eagles coach or whatever for the quarterback position, and they think they could fix him. But um, maybe try try the draft, try you know another route. So I'm I'm glad we stayed away. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you're a Colts fan, shout out uh, to my good buddy Eric Parks, who's a Colts fan. Um, I mean, Carson Wentz is going into a good situation with a really good offensive line, headlined by Quentin Nelson. Um, I mean, Frank Reich, I like him as a coach. So hey, I could honestly see that Carson Wentz leads the Colts to the playoffs this upcoming year. Like it's a possibility. Never know. But um, back to the bears. I mean, if we, if we could have given up like a third round pick and like Terry Cohn or something for Wentz, like maybe I would have done it, but I guess like there's still some names on the market right now that we can go with to satisfy our quarterback need. That's what I think. That would cost a pick or another player. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, they they still have time to 
um, restructure a deal or uh, cut someone who's taking up space. So the Bears will have room, um, you know, but there's other quarterbacks, Watson, Bridgewater, um, a a guy I know by the name of uh, Mitch Trubisky, who, you know, initial thoughts were that the Bears had no interest. Mitch had no interest in coming back, but there's been there's been some talks about a, a little bit of a reunion, so we'll see. But I I'm not opposed to Mitch. Um, I know a lot of people are, but Mitch maybe bringing another guy. But you know we still got Nick Foles hanging around, so a lot of question marks up in the air so far. Yeah, some of the players that are still available at the quarterback position so far are Mitch Trubisky, Jameis Winston, um, Andy Dalton. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod Taylor, Cam Newton, and Marcus Mariota. Um, I think I, I would actually be for the Bears getting Jameis Winston, but I don't want Dalton. I don't want Fitzpatrick. I don't really want Brissett. I don't really want Tyrod Taylor, and I don't care at all about Cam Newton. Um, I could say Mitch Winston or Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota actually played pretty well for the Raiders last year. In the short time he was the quarterback, so hey, if we can get him on a short deal, that's a small amount of money. Why not get Marcus Mariota? I, whatever. But I think my first pick would to get Mitch Mitch back would be fine. Agreed. Yeah. And what about uh, what are you hearing um, from the franchise tag and the Bears and kind of like the Allen Robinson situation? I'm just, I, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm so sick of this guy. Um, you know, he's he's great. He's He was a great wide receiver for us for the years we've had him. We had a great season 2018. Um, we've, uh, things fell off the rails in the last two years. And, you know, all, that, all last season, or towards the beginning of it, we're dealing with uh, BS out of his camp. He wants a deal right now during the season um, when he should be worried about the team how the bears are playing instead of his money. And I, I, I can, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a lot of wide receivers out there and I don't think Allen Robinson is worth uh, the headache, um, the amount he wants. Um, and if he wanted to, if he wanted to be here, he, he'd be here. So, you know, he's being greedy with it and I don't blame him. He tore his ACL. Um, he, you know, this maybe he's the last time he's going to get like, a deal, you know, that's an expensive one. So there's other teams you can go to. You can go to the Jets. You can go to the Jaguars and, you know, have fun over there and whatever. But, you know, I'm kind of sick of this guy. And I know he's our number one and our receiving core is very, very uh, weak. But, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's about time you just get rid of this guy. Let him walk. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got to have the player want to be here just as much as you want to have like, I guess they have to have a feeling that they want to be here and we have to have a feeling that we want them here. Um, I don't think he has that feeling. And honestly, with his play on the field last year, like not extending the ball for a first down in an important game last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yep. I don't really want him here either. Some of the guys on the free agent list still are like Juju, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller. Um, I could honestly see the Bears getting Will Fuller. Like, Notre Dame guy come to the Bears. I could see it. Like get him for a low price because he's coming off PEDs. 
um, it's a possibility. But I feel like the Bears are going to franchise tag him, and he's going to be pissed off and not play. Yeah, he probably he'll probably do the thing Le'Veon Bell did mm-hmm. if the Bears do you know tag him. But um, like I said, there's a lot of wide receivers out there. Uh, the guys you listed, Juju, Will Fuller, and who was the last one? There's Juju, Galladay, Will Fuller, Marvin Jones, A.J. Green, T.Y., Sammy Watkins. I mean. Yeah, like I'll take T.Y. Hilton any day of the week. I'll take Will Fuller. I'll take Juju Smith-Schuster. It's just there's a lot of wide receivers, and, you know, I don't know what amount of money he's asking for, but it must be. You got to think it's ridiculous if the Bears are just not – like there's no talks. Like there's – no agreement's been made, no no word out of uh, the organization that everything's fine, his agent, da 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 but there's, like, nothing. So I don't know what the deal is with him, but, you know, I think it's uh, – I think it's time. Yeah. Uh, also, I got some news from um, Riley Mullins today on Instagram that J.J. Watt is thinking about joining the Buffalo Bills, the Green Bay Packers – or the um, Tennessee Titans. And honestly, if he goes to the Green Bay Packers, I can't and of J.J. Watt again. Um, I don't think he's in it. I think the Titans. I think he'll go to the Titans. Um, but, yeah, if he goes to the Packers, I won't be a fan of him. But, uh, yeah, the Packers will continue to stock that defense and do nothing on the wide receiver or, you know, any offensive thing to yeah. – Get Roger, get Rogers like past the NFC Championship. So yeah, exactly. they can they can keep beefing the defense. It's it's done them no favors. So yeah, yeah. God, it seems like Chris Godwin's going to stay with the Buccaneers. We don't know about uh, Allen Robinson. Um, the Packers, I think, are going to lose Aaron Jones for this year. That's interesting. Um, AJ Dillon's going to be a big fantasy option probably next year um, for any pretty early fantasy people for football next year. So, A.J. Dillon, have him on your list. Um, that's our NFL talk. Mm-hmm. I think we're good on that. Um, let's jump into some Chicago Cubs talk. So, first of all, the Cubs season, technically, their spring training season starts on March 1st, which is Monday. So, baseball, right around the corner. Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this team. Um Last week we did the trivia, so we didn't really touch on it. But Arietta's back, one-year deal, six million. So it's great to have him back in the rotation. I know I was nervous about the, the starting pitching going into the season. So I'm glad we got a guy who's like you know familiar with uh, what we got going on in Chicago, and you know he's had incredible numbers and no hitters and World Series. So I'm glad we got uh, our guy back. I mean, he's not, he's not like a Giolito kind of guy, but, I mean, he could still go out there and throw you a good five, six innings. So, I mean, oh, yeah. he throws the ball hard. I'll take him. Why not? We need to get some of these guys uh, pit, throwing the ball on the pitching mound. I mean, I think – I mean, I have the lineup right here. So, the Cubs' projected lineup for this year, we've ran, ran through it before, but we were thinking Ian Happ first, Anthony Rizzo second, Chris Bryant, third. Wilson Contreras, um, fourth. Javi Baez, fifth. Jock Peterson, sixth. Nico Horner, seventh. And Jason Hayward, eighth. Um, and then, like, the projected starters are uh, Hendricks, Davies, Arietta is now slotted in at the three spot. And then Alec Mills is fourth. And then 
five and six could be Trevor Williams or Adbert Azalea. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot of new guys. So pretty much if you look at the projected lineup and starters, it's pretty much the same exact fielding lineup, one through eight. Um, subtract Kyle Schwarber, throw in Jock Peterson, almost the same exact player. Um, then the starters, you got those three new guys that could come in being Zach Davies, Jake Arrieta, and Trevor Williams. So, I mean, my hopes are good for the Cubs, but it's they're not as good of a team as they've been the last few years. Yeah, no, they're definitely not the the team that won the World Series or the team that, you know, beat beat the NL Central and the National League into the dirt. But there's some good teams. The Padres and the Dodgers are really good, and uh, the Cubs rotation is a little scary. But I don't know. That lineup sounds – if those guys get hot and those guys are hitting every day and just getting on base, that lineup looks or sounds pretty lethal. And I know some of those guys go through some rough spots, especially like – you know, I didn't want to get into the playoffs last year or the year before that, but it just seems like the hitting's there. We win the regular season. We do, you know, we kind of surprise some people and go on these runs. And then you get to the postseason and the hitting's just not there. So hopefully this year they just have that chip on their shoulder that it's like when we get to the playoffs, like not if they make the playoffs, like when when we get to the playoffs, like we're going to hit this year. Like it's uh, some of those postseason stats on those key guys, Brian Rizzo and Baez are are miserable in the playoffs and if you want to look at them just beware but um this team i'm 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 fine with this team and you know the departure of theo Epstein and um jet hoyer being the new the new man in charge it's at least they're trying i mean jock peterson's not a bad player they brought back arietta they knew that pitching wasn't there so at least you know they're making an effort but i don't anticipate them being a, a really a really bad team they're in a tough division. Uh, I'm looking at RotoChamp right now, and they projected the division to go Milwaukee Brewers actually winning the division with 85 wins and 77 losses, then Cubs second, 79 wins, 83 losses, then Reds are, and Cardinals are actually tied for third place with 78 wins and 84 losses. So RotoChamp's projections – think this division is going to be a very tight one and i agree with them it's going to be um probably a four-team race minus the pittsburgh pirates and the fifth team um and all central is going to be interesting one this year yeah i i think it'll come down to i think it'll be cardinals cubs uh reds then brewers um the cardinals got arenado yeah Uh, that's a scary team but um you know, we can play with them. We can play with those guys. So it'll be good. The rivalry will be, you know, back on to Chris Bryant and Nolan Arenado, third baseman. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But I'm excited for the season. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Me too. All right. So that was our Cubs talk after a quick technical break. Um, let's talk about the White Sox. We got some uh, disgruntled fan comments on Instagram this week. Um, about our lack of what Chicago White Sox posting on our Instagram and talk on our podcast. Um, James, will you please address this issue on the podcast? Okay, well, the issues come up with Kevin O'Malley, uh, an avid White Sox fan. Um, 
Kevin, I'm not going to talk about the team that much because I don't know much about the team. I know there's tons of talk about them, how they're going to beat everyone and the World Series and da-da-da-da. Um, there was a lot of talk of that last year. They lost to the A's in kind of a, a weird uh, postseason, if you would. But um, I don't know. I mean, the White, so- the White Sox have that great lineup. I think Kopech's coming back. See, I don't know. I don't even know if he's coming back, but I'll talk White Sox for a little bit. And, you know, they're they're a good team. They got a lot of potential. Their window's wide open. It's win, it's win, it's win now mode. So uh, we'll see what that what, what they do. But um, I'll put my money on. Yeah, if there was a bet that I could put money on uh, Cubs or Sox having more wins, I'd probably put my money on the Cubs. That's bold. That's a, a bold statement. Um, I mean, I I agree with you just looking at the White Sox lineup. I mean, they're a very good team. Uh, don't get me wrong, um, but it's the same lineup, I guess, if you want to, like, say, oh, this year's going to be better than last year. I mean, you didn't really do much with your lineup. You're still starting the same one through nine. Um, and it also looks like your pitchers are pretty similar plus Lance Lynn, and then um, you're going to have uh, Liam Hendricks closing games for you. That's that's big. I'll, I like that. Um, I know a fair amount about the White Sox. I'm not an expert t- per se, um, but they're going to be a good team. Uh, it's They're going to have very similar wins with the Cubs, and I'll put my money on that right there. I don't know who's going to come out ahead of wins, but they're both going to get 80-plus wins this year. That I will put my money on. The White Sox are going to be good, and the Cubs are going to be good. But, hey, the Minnesota Twins are also a very good team. So, hey, watch out, AL Central. Yeah, let, let me just I'll, – I'll backtrack a little bit. I, I think both teams will be good. Sam, you said the best. Uh, both teams will get 80 wins. Um, but I, I'd, I'd watch the win total. I think it'll be close, but – I'm going to come back to this podcast at the end of the season. So make sure to remember this episode. <laughs> and also uh, some news at a White Sox camp. Um, Jose Abreu test positive for COVID-19. He's completely asymptomatic um, and will rejoin the team in the near future, said GM Rick Hahn. Um, I mean, that's major news out of the White Sox camp, I guess. And the White Sox start their games for spring training on Sunday, February 28th. So, hey, baseball is three days away. It's pretty good. I like it. Get well, Jose. Get well. Former MVP. Uh, Reigning MVP, I guess. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's a good player. I like it. Um, Yeah. Hey, go White Sox, go Cubs, whatever, you know. As long as we can, like – watch some baseball and have a good time and have a beer or something i'm down oh yeah um, kevin kevin if you're listening let's get on the podcast you can make time it's yeah, it's nine right. o'clock on a wednesday yeah kevin acts like he, he, was, he was talking to me earlier kevin you act like you're doing homework like all day i know you're just sitting around probably playing 2k or you know madden or something like hop on the podcast talk your white socks like like i said like i'm not I'm not following, you know, White Sox. I'm not getting the alerts about the White Sox. So um, maybe we could have, maybe we could have Ko, like you know how Nick comes on for the Hawks. Sometimes we could have Ko do a little bit of, 
White Sox uh, roundup or something. That'd be great. We, Kevin is welcome anytime. Um, yeah, I mean, that's our uh, White Sox talk. So now a little bit into the Bulls and then the Blackhawks to finish out the episode. So, James, run us through what the Bulls have been doing lately. The Bulls, 6-4 and four in their last 10. Um, they're playing some good basketball. They're 14-16 and 16 on the season. They're eighth in the East. Um, and they're actually um, – they're in overtime right now against the Timberwolves, uh, up four. So uh, the Bulls looking for their fifth win in their last six. Um, so hopefully they can pull this out in overtime because this will be a bad loss at home against a, a Timberwolves team that's kind of um, towards the bottom of the league. But, you know, I'm, I'm very happy that Zach Levine's an all-star. He deserves it. He carries his team game in, ga- game out. Um He's got 35 points tonight. Um, he's he's a great player, and I, I'm I'm sort of I'm gonna backtrack. I'm gonna backtrack once again. You know, um, Levine Levine's playing good. I think we, we should hold on to him. We should hold on to this guy. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna be the, one of the only podcasts to actually admit we were wrong before. Um, yeah, yeah. Most of the podcasts don't have the balls to say they were wrong. Um, but we do. We thought that the Bulls should trade Levine. We don't think so now. We want to trade Laurie, Wendell, whatever you can get to yep. get Levine some help. I'm for it. Yep, couldn't agree more. Wendell, uh, he's, he's he's back in the lineup. He's he's invisible out there. I don't you don't hear his name. And Laurie's soft and he's injured all the time. So um, get some guys in here. But hey, eighth seed, um, they're winning ball games. Um, Kobe White's picked up his play a little bit. So, and I think in the coaching, like this team isn't a lot different than, uh, what it was last year, but just the coach. So Billy Donovan's, um, really had a big impact on this team and, um, it's showing and they're competitive. Like, it's just nice to see, uh, a Chicago basketball team, you know, playing good basketball into what end of February. So, you know, it's good to see. Yeah, going to the All-Star break in playoff in the playoff picture is pretty good. I think there's like two or three games more to go till the All-Star break. Um, I mean, that's great. They can they're eighth seed right now. They're gonna go to fifteen and sixteen if they can pull this one out versus the seven win Timberwolves. Um, they're up six right now with fifty-seven seconds left. Um, in front of them is the New York Knicks. Uh, I mean, and then like behind them is the Hornets, the Heat, the Hawks. Um, the magic within striking distance. I mean, the biggest teams I would look out for there, maybe you include five seed Raptors, six seed Celtics, seven seed Knicks, and then Bulls eight. I don't think the Raptors are that good of a team. Um, I think the Celtics are good. They just are not clutch at all this season. The Knicks are not that good either. I think the Bulls could get into the playoffs here. The only team I would work out or worry about Lower than us right now is the Miami Heat. Um, they're 10, 10 seed right now, 14 and 17. But, I mean, any teams they got that has Jimmy Butler um, is a good team. Uh, and then the Hawks, too. You just, they're not that good of a team. But I think Trey Young went off tonight, mm-hmm. like 33 points or something. They're a good team. So, Heat and Hawks, watch out for those two guys below us. And then I think we got to walk. Hopefully the, hopefully the Raptors and the Knicks keep sliding. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've watched a lot of Knicks games, and they play some good defense, but they only put up like a hundred points a game. And that's the thing with the Bulls; they don't they play their defense is picking up a little bit, but they they rely on this offense. And hey, they they score points, and that's that's all you can ask for. I mean, um, Levine and even the bench, the role players like these veteran guys, Garrett Temple. Uh, he plays some really valuable minutes. Uh, Thaddeus Young. Every time I turn on the Bulls, Thaddeus Young is just left-handed floater in the lane, good every time. So um, they're getting production from you know the bench and all hands on deck with this one. Yeah, I mean I like Cody Kobe White. He's good, and Thaddeus Young's on my fantasy team. Like I'm all for it. Like. Players like Otto Porter, Wendell, and then Lurie are expendable. You could get rid of them and possibly get somebody else. Even like a team looking for a good defender, if you want to get rid of Garrett Temple, you could probably get somebody back for him. Um, the Bulls have some stuff to work with. They're still rebuilding, and they're doing pretty well right now. Um, but, yeah, I, going back to our uh, comments before on former podcasts, I don't think we give up Levine right now. And it would be if we do, which I don't want us to, we better get like a ton of picks or a really good player or a lot, a lot of prospects for Levine if we do trade him. Yeah, I, 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 I liked, you know, I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting spot. You're in a spot where you, you're either going to make the playoffs and kind of be in no man's land for the draft unless you trade away core guys. Like, I mean, not even core. I mean, I guess you call them core guys to our team, Wendell and, and Lori, but maybe you get some picks for them and you can compete this year and see what happens. Cause that's what, that's what uh, Eversley and uh, Karnasovas, I hope I didn't mess that name up, but that's what those guys are doing. They're evaluating this team, this team this year to see what they need to add, what they need to subtract. And then they're going to go into the next year, and the Bulls are going to be even better. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I'm just ha- I'm just happy that they're you know somewhat competitive, and they're not you know a laughing stock of the league who's losing every night. Yeah, it's nice to see. I mean, the Chicago teams are they're actually all doing pretty well here. But yeah, as you said, the Bulls could be in no man's land if they get like the eighth or ninth seed with draft picks. Sounds like another team I know, uh, and uh, it's not easy. But I guess, you, as we said before, in the fall, you got to play for the playoffs. You got to, unless you're like full on remote, like rebuild mode, you play for the playoffs. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So that was our Chicago Bulls talk. Let's see if we got a score update here. Um, the Bulls are up four points with 26 seconds. We'll let you know final score when we get it. Um, but James, let's uh, jump into the Blackhawks talk. Final topic of the night: How are we doing on the Blackhawks in the last ten games? The Blackhawks are the Blackhawks are hot. They're seven two and one in their last ten, and I know that. I mean, they've picked up points in eight of their of eight of those last ten games. So that's what that's all you can ask for. They, I mean, they beat Dallas twice, then they lost to Columbus. Uh, they beat Columbus 3-2. Then uh, last week on Monday, they beat Detroit 3-2, shut them out 2-0. Be, uh, then they 
this is this is where you kind of learn about this team. They they lose a game on Friday, five three, to to a good Carolina team who is much faster than them. Uh, a team that you know, pretty much everyone anticipated them to, um, you know, almost run this division, uh, be second with Tampa, and then Tuesday last night, Hawks are playing Columbus again on the road. And back and forth game, Hawks are up 5-3, 10 minutes left in the third, give up two. So you give up two, and now you're going to overtime. You give up a point to a Columbus team that's kind of chasing you or even with you. And then uh, the Hawks Hawks won it in a shootout. So big win would have been another – would have been kind of like that uh, loss against Columbus a couple weeks ago where they were up and Columbus came back and won in re- regulation. But this team's playing well, and – a lot of us were writing them off and didn't really think they had a chance and they're picking up wins and they're doing it. Like Nick mentioned, whatever style the other team's playing, whatever game they want to play, they want to play fast paced. They want to play slow defensive. The Hawks can adjust. So I'm really happy with the way they're playing and tomorrow, another game against Columbus. So big two points. Yeah. Blackhawks are looking good. I mean, some of the stat leaders for the Hawks, Patrick Kane leading the way with 30 points, nine goals, 21 assists. Then you got Debrinket, nine goals, 10, 10 assists. And then Kubelik, six and 10. Uh, it's like a good team. Like some of the guys you say, um, like, hey, I don't recognize who this is. Like, who are half these guys? Um, but hey, you know, some of these guys coming out of nowhere and doing well. Um, it's. Been a, it's been a fun year to watch, and it starts with Patrick Kane and, honestly, I'd say Kevin Lankinen. Lankinen's playing out of his mind a little bit. Um, I mean, he let up five goals last night, but still he's getting the job done. I like Lankinen a lot. Yeah, yeah, man. He's uh, he's quite the surprise. And, I mean, last night they were they, – they scored some goals on him. He was screened on a couple. He was a little slow getting across on um, – a one-timer, and then he let up let up a soft goal to tie the game late. But in the overtime and shootout, overtime he stopped like three breakaways, and then um, and then in the shootout he didn't let up a goal. So he's he's standing on his head, and I think he's just gaining confidence. He looks good. He looks locked in. I was watching the shootout last night, and he just like he just had this like different feel about him. Every time he made a save in the shootout, he just got back up kind of bent bent down a little bit and just kind of like locked in and I was just like all right this guy's not like we're not going to lose this game and you know it's really good to see and Alex Dabrinkit yeah another guy kind of like Levine I'm kind of ripping on him he didn't really produce last year he's woken up and he's been electric he's he got the shootout winner last night he's getting shots on that um and Patrick Kane Patrick Kane might win the MVP this year he's 30 points in 20 games playing lights out he's the heartbeat of the team um but yeah you mentioned it the the rookies are stepping up and i don't know man this this is a it's a fun season i really hope they uh they can keep playing like this because it's nice to it's nice i mean a lot of these teams sam everyone pretty much in chicago or sports media just writing off all these chicago teams saying oh these owners oh they they don't know what they're doing. Uh, Taze is out. They're going to be horrible. Like, I don't know. The, the Hawks are Hawks are right up there with the best. And, you know, I know it's early. And I know they haven't had any COVID really postponements or anything like that that I think has messed up a lot of teams' rhythm. 
and flow like like Dallas. Dallas has played like eleven games, so um, I don't know, but I'm really happy with the way they're playing and just keep it up. Just please keep it up. Yeah, I think we'd all be uh, happy to see some good Blackhawks play. We haven't seen it for a few years, but I think we're all longing for it in Chicago. Um, yeah, I mean, looking around the other NHL, it was really fun to see some of the games in Lake Tahoe this weekend. What a scenery. What a game to be – or what a place to play a game. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. That that was uh, quite the backdrop in that Bruins-Flyers game. It was like an orange like an orange glow in the background. Bruins beat the Flyers pretty bad. And then, yeah, in that first game they had on Saturday – um, I know they had to like they had to delay the game for like eight hours um, because of the ice conditions after like the first period. So kind of a, an interesting game. But you'd think that they'd start playing these games at uh, like strictly at night when it's no sun, no melting, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that, that was cool to see. Um, I mean, if you look at the Hawks again, we got 20 games played. That's the most in our division with Columbus. And then Dallas still only has 14 games played. So, I mean, the Blackhawks, they just got to keep playing well. I mean, they're 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. I'm, I think we can all be happy with that. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. And uh, final Bulls score update. Bulls win. 133 to 126 over the Timberwolves. Stay hot, Bulls. Let's go. All right, yeah, hey, stay hot. Stay hot, everybody. Hawks, Bulls, Bears, get on. Let's go. Cubs, start off hot in spring training and don't let up. Uh, yeah, and I guess the White Sox, too, don't let up. Um, Kevin, come on the show. Um, yeah, it was a great episode. Thanks for coming on, James. Great episode, bud, yep. Perfect. Yeah, and I had fun hanging out with you last week as we were talking about um, – Hopefully we can do it again and watch some more Hawks games together. Yeah, we'll watch this team come uh, playoff time or whenever they uh... – yeah, I mean, I, I should be home by, what, early May. I don't know when the season ends. But, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm excited. And, you know, let's, let's hope our teams keep playing like this. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, well, for the Windy City Wire podcast, my name's Sam Tanagla, and I'm here with my good friend James Marisi. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.